a visionary, a sister and a mentor, full of life and driven to coach young girls through life in general. With us today on Call to Serve is Matsudisa Podolo, the founder of Lefurle Passion Project based in Everton, south of Johannesburg. Lefurile has been something that I've always wanted to do. It wasn't in this current form that it's in. So initially, like in high school, you know, we were, I always, like I always wanted to do, go into the non-profit space. Like that was something I always knew I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And when we finally got it registered, like we kept on getting rejected, kept on. But finally in 2015, we got our formal registration. And initially with the group of friends that I had, the idea was we're going to go into schools and just fix our schools because that's just, you know, mm-hmm. that's the only way that you, we can help South Africa. Get your hands and dirty. get their hands dirty, like just go in, and then, like, but as you know, we kind of started like writing things down, conceptualizing. I could see some people aren't as interested as perhaps or passionate as I was. Yeah. So I came back home and I started like, okay, let me start going to schools and seeing like what I can do. But the resistance was insane. It was insane, like even when you're offering something for free yeah. and the person is just like no we don't want that it's like i'm not i'm not asking like i'm just gonna do it like can i just come and do whatever like can i coach netball team can we paint your library we just want to do things mm. and the resistance was really really it was in, it was heavy so i was just like guys i'm on the ground like trying to do this and it's not really working um and then I was like, okay, what is the next, like, what else is there that, that we can do that, that can actually make a difference? So by that time, now I was in Everton, friends of mine were in Cape Town and Joburg, Grahamstown. So the whole distance thing, it started fading. So I was like, okay, during the holidays, banana baita, nothing. There's nothing for them to do. And then that leads to teenage pregnancy, this, 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 that, and the other. So I was like, okay, creating a space where girls can come and we can just unpack being a girl. You know, there's some things that you can't talk to your mother about. There's some things that you can't talk to your sister about. So let's just create a space where we can just be girls and just talk about whatever's on your mind. Um, and have activities that they can do to keep them busy. Bo baking, bo paya, bo wat, bo, you know, making crafts. So that's how, you know, that's how it started and evolved into what it is now. Now, you say that, like, um, when it started, you were, cre- it was initially for a space for young girls to, like, keep busy, have conversations that they wouldn't necessarily be able to have with their moms and sisters quite easily. So, and then you say, well, it's now it's not what it was then. What is now? How would you describe it now? Like, what are you doing differently? I think for, if initially it was just the holiday program. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, for the holidays, let's meet up. And, but now it's more of a, I think, a daily thing. Yeah. So it's more mm-hmm. of a sustainable thing. I mean, now since we introduced the mentorship program last year, mm-hmm. I think there's more impact that we're making. Like, there are more girls that are more involved. The conversations are more evolved. I think... When I started, I just thought, okay, let's have something, you know, for the holidays. You know, let's just mm. do something, Yana, just to keep you guys busy. And then school would open and then nothing. And then holidays, mm. we'd meet up. So I think now it's more of a holistic approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we had tutoring sessions. That's why you see like the chalkboard, the kind of the, so that it's not just we're talking about 
let's be girls, let's, you know, this, this, this. But let's also, like, do better in school. Like, yeah. in mm. order to get ahead, you kind of, you need to apply yeah, your mind in school. You need to be reading. You need to be doing all those things. So it's, it's more holistic. Yeah. And then we tried to, not tried, like, we had a, a swimming program as part of it. Okay. Mm. Um, for me, doing that was kind of challenging them to, to face their fears. Mm. and knowing that they can overcome because water is a very scary thing and i think the mm. later in life you learn to swim or you try whatever to do with water mm. it, it gets scarier yeah. so for them that process was saying guys anything any challenges that you have you already have the tools within you to overcome them yeah. you didn't know how to swim you water was scary but you guys overcame that mm. and now you can swim yeah. so it was just a tool to kind of get them to see that everything you need is in you like you have it now what did you say then to people who um, would ask you like where are the boys you know why is there no (laughs) you know where are the boys you know why they're not included because in in the beginning you mentioned you know teenage pregnancy and boys are also part of that statistic you know i am not the right person to equip boys with the skills that they need and to talk to boys and meet their needs I'm not a boy. I don't know the challenges of being a young boy, of being a young man, of of being a man. So I I, I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't, I can't say that, Bona, if you're in this situation, do this. I can't advise you. So I think for me, I mean, a lot of people have asked me this question, but what about, and I'm like, I can't. Like, honestly speaking, there is no, I wouldn't be able to do it and say that I'm doing it well. Mm. I would be doing it just to say, okay, yeah, we also have a boys club. But until I think young men or men are ready to do the work in other boys and young men themselves, I think I'm not opposed to partnerships to be like, okay, we can share the space or you can have your sessions. But I don't think I'm equipped to be like empowering young boys. (laughs) She actually highlighted a whole lot of issues, which it also shows already. For young men, there's a lot, of, there's a lack of inspiration from other guys mm. because the moment a young man starts working, that's you know what I'm, I'm saying. I'm gonna hook up with the later like ladies out there want to, mm. play, but if you look at it in hindsight, to say, dude, you you you've you've reached a certain level economically, come and talk to other young guys mm. to say, hey guys, it's not about material stuff, but it's about moving away from abject poverty for mm. example it's about moving away from stereotypes yeah. where a young black man literally call at 10,000 for a car mm. and live a life that they can't Sustain. afford mm. you understand mm. so she's highlighted a lot to say gents let's wake up let's yeah. make a difference you know mm. at the end of the, that's what we need as men for mm. example yeah that's what we need Let's make this thing, yeah, men's conference become reality. Yeah, you know? and not just, yeah, not, yeah, it's, not it's just not a joke. alcohol, like, <laughs> you let's, know. Let's talk uh. about men problems. Let's talk about why, why at the end of the day, when women say gender-based violence, what about us? No, mm. let's talk about Rona, and then we can meet ladies and say, we have these issues. Let's talk with each other, not at each other mm. about issues and move forward. True, I think and I think very important Mm, it is very important and i think now it's more important than ever because i think the image of of masculinity is 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 like i think guys don't know what they're supposed to be doing Mm. and now with the rise of all these strong 
females and it's all female power yeah yeah i think genuinely men don't know where they stand mm. and the only way that they can exert their manhood or force is through violence because they they can't compete and a lot of them resort to it that's that they can't compete so i think until that conversation of masculinity is had what is what is 21st century masculinity mean what is yes. a man in, in 2020 mm. until we have those conversations i still think this gender-based violence thing is because it's not it doesn't start when you in mm. a relationship when you 25 mm. it starts now yeah in the teen the it's way instilled mm. in you. it's instilled in you so um how do you how do you measure the 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 value of the work that you've done so far um it's this this question when i read i was like oh <laughs> this question yeah. um for me i think the level of engagement i think yeah. that's one of the the things that i use because there are a lot of girls that started the program yeah. and literally the next session they just didn't come mm. Um, so if you are constantly engaged, constantly asking questions, when I pose questions in the WhatsApp group or when we have um, events or activities and you are there, if you are present, I think teen, if a teenager is not interested, they're not, in, like they're not coming. Like if I don't care what you do, uh, I'm not going to be there. Like this is voluntary. So mm. them coming and, and willing to participate and willing to share their thoughts and their insecurities and just really be raw. For me is an indication that okay what i'm doing is making a difference yeah. and they feel safe enough to share things that they might not necessarily feel safe enough to share in another space mm -hmm. um i think the fact that numbers are growing yeah. when we had the first holiday club we had three girls mm -hmm. so now we're about 30 plus so mm. that that growth for me is yeah. showing okay something is working like yeah. something right is happening mm. um so for me those are the two biggest um uh, indicators and parents also reaching out to be like we really appreciate what you're doing yeah. for mm. our child like thank you like please don't stop doing it like continue doing it so i think mm. so you know, built a rapport with like, everybody sort of kind of like i'll say yes but like yeah. at the same time <laughs> not really okay. so yes and no mm. um i think certain parents were supportive when everything was free mm. and then when i was like this is actually not sustainable like everything can't be mahala like yeah. even I mean, there's you are from heaven. It's Hadiwi, Hadiwi, yes. and yes. I don't have any sponsorships, mm. so no one is sponsoring me to be doing it. So mm. it's genuinely from my own pocket. And mm. there were times I was like, oh, I actually can't do this anymore. So when mm. I started charging, and I don't charge for everything. It's if we're going somewhere. So mm. like, and like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, we're going transport. We need to that activity costs money. Mm. When we get there, we need to eat. So like. Smaller than 120 for that one event or like a month if we for swimming lessons whatever but everything i did was literally the bare minimum mm. yeah. and as so you said it's a non-profit it's a non-profit organization so, so if we sense. do get funds like which is basically never yeah. but you know that it's, it's they work towards something mm. so um when just i started having to charge because it was unsustainable then you know mm. people kind of were like they, they pulled back, back. Yeah. so that's why i say sort of like yes there are people who are still 
you know, day one, still supporting, still being like, we love what you're doing. But then there are those, but to actually support with, mm. okay, I really appreciate what you're doing. Here's, you know, mm. yes, I want my daughter to go to this thing. Then it's a different story. Mm. How have you tackled the issue of getting sponsors and retaining them? That's what's important, to retain and sponsor instead of just in jail. Ah, pick and pay, we need food, parcels done a lot of black people do that a lot of black people running projects that are empowering do that just give us food for the day that's it but let's talk about consistent uh, sponsorship let's talk about financial sponsorship instead of just parcels mm. how have you been working that out Ooh, what a question you know what this issue of sponsorship mm. you write proposal on top of proposal on top of proposal for ongoing projects for like once off things and mm. i was actually sharing this with a friend of mine i was like i maybe i don't know if I, I think i have the wrong vibe like i was like i think i genuinely don't i have the wrong vibe because people agree and then when it's the time to deliver mm. it's kind of like no not anymore not or things not. change or like yeah. it just doesn't seem to work out but like in the beginning like the road towards you know yeah. even with government yeah. the road towards it's like okay do this thing we'll support you yeah. then when you start and you're like okay guys remember that money that you said was going to come through it's mm. now it's the time and then it doesn't happen so i've kind of literally just been doing it like uh and hope I've just whatever I need, like I do, and and I have a very supportive family. Like yo, they jump. Like when mm. I'm like, guys, I'm doing this thing. They're like, how high do we need to go for you to do this? And then it happens. So I think for me, I've been very fortunate that, like, that my mother's literally like, okay, do you, girl? Like that's what you want to do. Like, I'll support you. Like you need this, okay? Let's make a way to make it happen. You need this. All right, we'll make a way. You need okay. We will make a way to make it happen. Yeah. So, um, yes, it's been very tough. Like mm. yes, we don't have sponsors. Like yes, there is no money. Yes, mm. like I've gotten into debt because of this. Yes, like those are all facts. Mm. But it's it's. I I think I I would not be able to be a proper person if I wasn't doing it. So like I wouldn't function if I wasn't doing this like this I know like gen like not to steal your guys' thing but genuinely I was called to serve like <laughs> genuinely like it's You're a genuine thing so like mm. I, I can't escape my calling mm. even when there were times I was like I'm tired like I'm so tired of this thing it's so frustrating I could I could like I'm not like these girls actually I'm tired like I'm not even I'm not even interested mm. and then I'd come up with an idea of do something and I'd be like oh, let them deem. I said I'm What's done wrong? with this thing. Like, don't give me new angles or new like new ideas. New. So I think, like, yes, I do. I really do need sponsorship. Like, genuinely, genuinely, like for real. Mm. But it hasn't stopped me from going forward. And also, my friend was very like. I have a friend who keeps telling me like, you just need to beg. And I'm like, I can beg. So mm. like I can't beg for someone to to want to sponsor me like that one I can't do. Mm. I'm like I know what I'm doing adds value and if you can't see that it adds value, I can't beg you 
to want to mm. spot to have you sponsor me to like see to see i can't i can't make you if you don't see it you don't see it so me begging and be mm. like please like can i just have like i can't she's mm. like but you need to start begging like if you want to grow you need to beg and i'm like mm. I, I don't know how, like, I, it's not even that I, yeah, I don't want to, like, that, that's number one. But number two, I, I wouldn't know where to start big. Like, how, how does one big? Yeah. Like, so, I, I can't. So, for me, as long as I have the family that I have, the project will continue. Looking at the program itself, you know, um, what sort of uh, conversations did you find yourself having to have that you didn't expect, you know, you'd have with the ladies or like maybe at a time you know like you're easing them into this program you're easing them into the space making it comfortable for them you know what now during corona and this gbv like wow those like some of their reactions some of their responses to the conversation was was hectic like i was like was i thinking these kind of thoughts when i was 16 15 mm. you know 17 um it was very interesting like they're very opinionated yeah. and um i think the way they broke it down for me i was just like Yo, no you shouldn't have to feel the fear that they that they feeling yeah. like for them to be like we actually gen like genuinely scared i don't know if i'm gonna come home like yeah. i think those are very sad and scary conversations that that are had or that need to be had or that ever have like i feel like they shouldn't ever have to be had like a girl shouldn't mm. feel like sometimes if i leave if at a certain hour i know like if i don't if i'm not in the house mm. chances are something's going to happen to me yeah. like that was that was very scary for me to be like wow you guys are really growing up in yes we hear it but like for that you feel that every single day yeah. is mm. is a lot it was it's it's heavy it's heavy so 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 essentially um, this whole pandemic and economic situation has literally made kids grow up quicker. Quicker, yeah. Than you at their age. Mm, back in the I day. feel like it was carefree days, man. You know, like I don't, I'd never remember having to be like, yo, I'm scared if I have to leave at this certain time. Like, I, mm. I don't remember living in that fear constantly. Mm. Yes, there were areas where you'd be like, okay now it's late like i yeah. shouldn't be but not constant fear not every day that if i have mm. to cross i know if i go this route to go to school if it's if other children aren't around yeah. something's gonna happen to me yeah. you know mm. like that's that's that's, that's not man. that's not the kind of world that anyone needs to be living in i don't i feel like and it just makes you so fearful of everything and mm. everyone and i don't know dude i just got shivers <laughs> down my spine like i guess if human trafficking is real it's real it's very real and, and it's scary how real and now that jobs are scarce like someone sent me a message recently on whatsapp to say if anyone ever says go to this address in pretoria i can't remember the address now but they were mm. like so the 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 girl got a friend of hers message on facebook and was like oh you're still looking for a job send these people your cv and all your things mm. she sent them through got an interview date when she got there, they were like no don't use the steps only use the elevator so she's like okay use the elevator goes up to the fourth floor the receptionist gives her the forms she's like ah let me just quickly go to the loo in the toilet she hears people talking they're like okay group one Italia, spain this group china this group she was like wow, wow. ran out the building she used the steps and the second floor it smelled like something in ebola like like it was like 
blood as she was i don't know she ran out gets to the the security's like oh you're done obviously the security's like no one ever comes down, down. she was Especially like through the stage no no one ever comes down like when you go up it's you gone you are you're, leaving the, you're leaving the country essentially Wow. And she ran out. He was like, no, go around. She was like, no, I need to smoke. Like, I, I need to smoke right now. Mm-hmm. And on the intercom, the guy was like, no, catch that bitch, catch that bitch. And literally, she was like, I didn't even want to go to the police. I didn't know who was involved. All I knew was I had to get out of that building yeah. now. And I was like, wow. you see, now we're taking advantage. Like, I'm, I just mm-hmm. want a job. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to get trafficked. Right? And you never know which one is real. Yeah. So, like, I think it's a scary time. Even technology and, has allowed people to portray themselves as if they are genuine or authentic and it's and that's not the case and it's happening now so like if the world is continuing now what's going to happen when these girls need to now go and find jobs what are they going to need to be doing and it's like also affecting you as well you know like your teaching so just thinking about that like how do you imagine moving forward in your organization like as your organization as you're grooming these young girls trying to also make them aware of opportunities that they have access to as far as careers and then things like this are happening like how is this affecting you know how you engage with these young girls Mm, interesting question um (laughs) you know what i think um one of the the things that i really really want them to know or try teach them Mm -hmm. is number one you know what know yourself Mm. i think know who you like spend time really 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 get to know yourself i think that is number one number two you need to know that you're running your own race Mm. so i think a lot of the time we some like not all the time but in some cases we end up doing things that are compromising because so I think if you are if you know who you are and you are running your own race even if those things that you thought like a lot of them like hey they dreams I'm like yo girl good luck like I really <laughs> like I wish all of the best for the things mm. that you, you aspire to I'm like yes wow like get that girl but I think we also need to yes be aspirational be realistic and know yourself and know your limitations Mm. and i think having a network which is why i think the mentorship program is is for me one of the best things that i that has evolved from this Mm. because there's some things that i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's some things that i can't teach and um your mentor is there for you on a one-on-one to help you through those things so i think if you are equipped with the tools internally the challenges that you face externally, you can overcome. What's your relationship with the mentors? The, That's also important. The, the mentors, some of them are my friends. Some of them are people I know. Some of them I met through this whole experience of trying to mm. find mentors. So we have this sisterhood sessions. So like sisterhood sessions is, is where we have our meetups with the mentors and the mentees. So basically just a day of celebration. Like it's just celebrating girl energy and girl power and just it's just fun. Like it's just a day where we can come through. It's like some wellness elements. Like we do a fitness. What what we have like nice food and drink bougie drinks. Like it's just a nice day just for girls and their mentors. 
and even people who aren't mentors but just just to just share in the girlhood experience and hear from different speakers in different walks of life like Mm. you know motivational speakers be like okay i'm this 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 is what i needed to do to get there so you know like if you work hard you know i came from one to three background but this is where i am today I had kids along the way, but look at me, I'm still thriving. Like, I had kids very young, Mara, that didn't deter me from, you know, doing one, two, three, four, five. So I feel like the more experiences these girls can be experienced, like, exposed to, yeah. they can find, oh, I'm passionate about this, I'm passionate about this, I'm passionate about that, because they've been exposed to them. And if you don't know, if you've never been exposed to something, you'll never know that you like it.